shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, June 15th, 2023. This is episode 113 of the Human Hope Podcast. What you gonna do when I throw the hope at you? What is going on, fam? Welcome to another edition of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique Guzman Archibald Cabello, or Los for short. I'm coming at you from Worcester, Ohio, and I'm feeling all the, all the Amish things. I'm feeling all the Amishness. I've spent the day in Amish country. It is my day off from tour as I'm recording this. Uh, When you're listening to this, it's not a day off on tour. I'm actually, I think maybe in Nashville, Tennessee, back home for the hometown show of the Here For You Tour. When you listen to this, it's going to be the hometown night. Hometown. My hometown show. I've never played a hometown show. One day, one day I'm going to play a hometown show. I'm going to be headlining at Bridgestone Arena. You heard it here first. 49-year-old Carlos is saying that he is going to headline a hope-filled speaking books podcast tour at Bridgestone Arena. I'm calling it out now. You know what that's going to take? That's going to take all y'all telling all y'all friends and cousins and grandparents to start subscribing to the freaking podcast so we can fill Bridgestone. As of right now, listen, we can fill, we can fill rooms. I mean, the amount of people that listen to this podcast every week, if you would all just come to Bridgestone, we could fill it, but that's not how touring works. (laughs) And I'm in the middle of my first, my first headlining tour. And we're in the middle of my first mental health podcast series. There's a lot of firsts happening here. Let's just go ahead and start the conversation with, I, hold on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys hearing that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. My very first headlining tour, you know, I, I've just been thinking deep things this week about how I, how I've never, you know, I've always been the opening, opening, opening guy. And here I am on stage the entire night with my great friend, Annie F. Downs, literally co-headlining. It is the Carlos and Annie tour, the Annie and Carlos tour. No one's opening for each other. We, we're just up there the whole time. And I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about touring. I'm learning a lot about selling tickets, about venues, about promoters, about all the things you don't think about that go into 90 minutes on stage. It's a lot. And I'm learning and I'm seeing how much work it takes and how many people it takes in order to pull this off. You, you got tour assistants, you got tour promoters, you've got uh, road managers, you've got merchandise people, you've got lighting directors, you've got sound people, you, you've got um, audio engineers, you've got trust builders and LED wall builders. And there's, it's just a lot. So, you know, you think that, that we run out on stage and just do our thing for 90 minutes. There is a lot that, that bus rolls in early in the morning. As soon as they open that venue up, the work starts and I am blown away. I, I am. It's uh, It's been so cool. And it's also been so cool, not only to fall in love with all the people behind the scenes, but to see and to meet so many of you. You've been coming out on tour and I'm just, I'm just grateful. I, I just can't believe every night I, I come out, you'll, you'll have to listen, just promise me this, this, this episode is coming out. Um, what did, what did I say? What, what did I say? The date was right now. <laughs> so the date was June 15th, which means as this is coming out, we're in Charlotte. So if you're listening to this and you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, okay. No, no, that was the 14th. Charlotte is the 14th. Sorry. We're Franklin, Tennessee. My, my home, there will be tickets available for you to purchase. Just do it for me. Y- y'all always like, how can we support you, Carlos? Buy a ticket to tour and come. And realize that I'm trying to build something here that I think in the next few years is going to touch more people than any of us ever imagined. The Insta Familia, the Human Hope family, we got things to do. We got hope to give. Franklin, Tennessee tonight. Chicago, I'll be with you tomorrow. Buy a ticket here for you, tour.com. They're $29. That's like three venti skinny hazelnut lattes. Now, if you want to do the post-party hang, it's a different price. Uh, but then that that's when like we actually get to hang out and talk and do Q&A and take selfies and, you know, properly hang out. Then, so let's Wednesdays, Franklin, the yesterday, yesterday was, sorry, yesterday was Charlotte. Today's Franklin, tomorrow's Chicago, then Cincinnati, Ohio. And then we take a few days off. Then the 22nd, Kansas City, Missouri, Dallas, Texas, Austin, Texas to round it out. The five shows we've done have just, they've all been different. It's just been so good. It's just been so good. I want to do it forever. I want to live on a tour bus. Heather doesn't want me to do that, but I, 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 want, to, I want to do a few tours a year. I just love it. Hmm. So thank you. If you've come out, thank you. There's a lot of surprises that we've done for five nights in a row, six, really now six shows. And nobody knows because they're secrets. And we tell everyone every single night, you cannot put this on the internet. And let me just tell you the gasps and the, <gasps> well, I guess that's a gasps <laughs> that happen are amazing. So come to a show. We'd love to see you there. We're also in the middle of a, uh, our mental health series. Last week was Miles. Week before was Al. And I, I just, I mean, 
talk to me here. Do you realize, do you realize that what you're getting to listen to these, these conversations are literally a vehicle to transform someone's life? The Al's, Al's episode, Miles episode, and today, this one, you're not even ready. You're not even ready for our friend Kobe, Kobe Campbell. Kobe is a uh, therapist based out of North Carolina. And she talks about some things that left my mouth hanging open. And to be honest with you, when I heard her say these things, when I was interviewing her, I was like, I mean, are you sure? Like for real, are you really sure? And then, so I did the, which is what I hope everybody does. I did a little bit of research when the interview was over and not only was she right, but I, I honestly believe that Kobe is on the cutting edge of what therapy can be. And she's going to teach us so much. So, um, you know, Kobe, uh, in today's conversation, we really lean into like, just our bodies, how they carry trauma. But not only that, like trauma and anxiety and literally what it looks like and how it passes through generations. I think a lot of people hear that like generational trauma and you think, oh, that, like that's some crazy Bible talk. There's now research and studies that are being done on DNA that is proving that trauma, anxiety, depression, all sorts of things are literally passed generationally. This thing's going to blow your mind. And what I love about it, it leaves us with some hope. So listen, that's it. What do I want to do? I want to sit back and myself listen to this incredible conversation with our brand new friend, Kobe Campbell. Okay, Human Hope Familia, we have Kobe Campbell, my new friend who I have been stalking for a <laughs> few months now. You know, you find somebody on Instagram, you find somebody that you just really appreciate the work that they do, and that is you. So thanks for hanging out on the Human Hope Podcast, and welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. So excited to be on this side of the podcast. <laughs> yes, on this. So so you did mention that that you are Insta Familia. Is this, is this yes. true? Is it like, like you're, I'm freaking out when I even heard you say that. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Since 2021, um, okay. all things Insta Familia. So it's been really cool just following the journey. I heard you speak in person and was captivated and was like, yep, this is the kind of person I want to hear and be a part of their community. And so started following and, you know, really found your work to really impact me. My favorite episode so far is when you invited the aunties to come talk after like, the Jada instance. Yeah. I was like, this is what I needed. This is the discourse. And so, yes. you know, shared it with my friends and we had our own little pre-auntie, almost auntie conversation time. So oh, wow. I, appreciate your I love, I love it. Yes. Well, listen, I have been trying to get the black aunties gang to start a podcast themselves for a long they time. Should. Cause we just need them. <laughs> we need them on a weekly basis, you know, yeah. um, not just when I invite them on here, but uh, so anyway, I appreciate you being part of the fam and, uh, nice. and now being on the human hope fam. And we're in a series about mental health. And I just, I got, oh, so first of all, before I even get into all my questions for you, because I have 
15,000. And what this probably will end up doing, just so everyone knows, will probably be Carlos trying to steal an hour of his own therapy. So just stop me if I start <laughs> going a little too deep into my own feelings. But but why don't we start here? Why, why don't you tell us how you got into this space where, well, you know, you, you, you own your own counseling center. You are, yeah. you know, you, you are doing this work with therapy on a, not only a weekly basis, probably a daily basis. And you're, this is, yeah. this is your ethos. Tell us how yeah. and, and how you got here. Wow. Uh, great question. I got here because of my own mental health struggles. I got here in 2013. I had a suicide attempt and it was failed by the grace of God. And in that moment, I really got to encounter God for the first time and wow. was an on fire believer, ready, let's go, let's do it. And then even with this real tangible experience I had with God at the same time, I was depressed again, was anxious wow. again. And wow. felt like nobody could explain to me why, apart from you're just not good enough, you're not praying hard enough, you're not going to enough services, you're not serving enough. And yet I was like, all these things I'm hearing doesn't feel like the heart of the God that I encountered. And so it, I just got curious. I got curious about my pain. I got curious about God. I got curious about how He feels and how He responds to our mental and emotional pain. I got curious about why intangible things felt like physical wounds. And so um, wow. I started going to therapy and got a lot of healing from my own trauma therapy. And also at the same time, was like, I think there needs to be more people in this space that look like me. And more mm, people in the space yeah. who can speak to the people who feel like God has turned their back on their pain. And so went to school, got my counseling degree, and the rest is kind of history. Wow. Wow. People that feel like God has turned his back on their pain. I, I mean, yeah. we could spend a whole hour on that statement. I, sure <laughs> I feel like... If, the, if there is something that I get on a daily basis in my DMs, especially when I talk about my faith, it's people that have been traumatized or wounded in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And they're like, well, but but God hasn't, like, God's not answering my prayers. Like, like I, mm. so you do therapy, but you also include, if I'm assuming if the client desires yeah, uh, an aspect of faith. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. an aspect of faith. Yeah. So, so t talk to me about how, how, how can there be therapy and God in the same conversation and in the same space? Why is that important in, in your, in your world? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll say this. I serve all people of all contexts. I have yeah. atheist clients, Christian clients, Muslim clients, Hindu clients. I have clients from all backgrounds. And one thing that studies will show you is faith, period, is foundational for healing, right? Wow. The belief that something you have not yet experienced can be experienced. The belief yeah. that something you haven't seen with your eyes or touched with your hands is something that you're pursuing with your real life energy. Um, that's mm. the foundation of faith. If we don't believe that something can change, we don't act like things will change. And that's a lot of what healing is, is saying, I believe something will change. I believe that if I strike one more time, you know, I might hit gold, I might hit that well. And so 
so I think that it's actually much easier to integrate people's faith because my job is not to come in with the Bible and scriptures. I don't do sure. any of that. I really yeah. invite them, whatever, whatever your source, whatever your relationship with God is, I help you get curious about it. Mm. Right. And that's my favorite thing about what I do is I don't really make many statements, but I ask a lot of questions. Um, wow. and, and I do that because, you know, one, in my personal life, that's what Jesus does. He asks a lot of questions. Mm. He's deeply curious, but also yeah. like, when you talk someone into something, you can talk them out of it. When wisdom wow. is hard fought, they don't let go of it, right? And so when mm. I ask questions about, okay, what do you believe about God? Well, I yeah. think that God is merciful and kind in all the things we sing in songs. And it's like, okay, how does that reflect it in what you anticipate when you're in your low moments? Wow. Right. Wow. Helping them get curious about how they see God. Yes, helping them helping them get curious. Curiosity, you know, normally is the thing that I have found leads to discovery, right? I mean, you yes. you, you can't discover anything unless you're yep. curious. And that goes with anything in life, right? That goes, your curiosity leads to empathy. It can lead to a yep. lot of things. So yep. you, you, you find yourself, you know, because of your own mental health journey in a space mm -hmm. where now you're um, helping others with it. So to the listener that may be thinking like, well, Carlos, like, everything's, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I don't have any quote unquote trauma in my life. Like I don't have <laughs> any, I don't have anything that, you know, and I, I'm, I am actually thinking of a couple people in particular that are just in yeah. my life that really push back against, you know, oh, well, it's just therapy or counseling, just not for me. Like talk, yeah. talk to us about why, why therapy is important, not just for somebody that's in the midst of like a traumatic moment, but for really, all of us, because gosh, I just feel like if everybody can get this, oh, yeah. we just have a, a much healthier society. Oh my goodness. And you know, I think what's so powerful about that question and about the community you've built is you don't know what you're missing until you get connected to someone who's not like you, right? Mm. And part of the value of going to therapy is getting a different set of eyes on your lived experience, right? Maybe to validate how good it is or to help you see how some of the things are dysfunctional. And for people who feel like I don't have any trauma, I don't have any pain, I don't have the thing to go to therapy for, you know, the question I often ask is, well, there's two things I usually ask. First, I say, is there any past pain that affects how you live in the present and then affects how you perceive the future? Wow. Right? Is there any wow. past pain? Words, yeah. actions, the way someone looked at you that affects yeah. how you show up in the present and then also affects how you perceive the future. Um, so that's like the first round of helping them see that there could be something that they could work on and something yeah. that they can. And it's not even about working on something. It's about getting something. You deserve mm. this. You yeah. deserve a life that's a little more free than the life you have now. And mm. the second thing I usually ask people is like, what's a pattern you want to let go of, but just can't? Wow. There, I mean, everybody can answer those two questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Yep. And this, the part B of that question is, and if you could never engage in that pattern again, what emotion would you have to get acquainted with? Wow. Oh, God. You're, you know, and th that's half the reason people don't want to go because maybe, <laughs> do, you, do you feel like maybe people are like, I don't want to answer that question, Kobe. Yes. I, I don't, yes. don't want to know. Absolutely. I have a lot of clients who come in and they're like, I'm not here for trauma therapy. I just really like the way you communicate. I just want help starting this and stopping this or like stopping this and starting this. And I don't want to talk about the past. And it's not about like, oh, I don't want to talk about the past. It's about why are you so resistant to? Mm. Yes. Sometimes we know there's something back there 
that's tied to where we are right now. We just yeah. think that if we don't look at it, it will disappear. But trauma does not get resolved with time. Pain does not yeah. get resolved with time. It gets resolved with attention. Human Hope Familia, you know that I believe Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours and hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed has a powerful, powerful host of tools that can help you do all of it. They streamline hiring with powerful tools and they help you find match candidates right away. When I say match, I mean Indeed has something called instant match. Over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. That is pretty crazy. And I actually found my most recent employee using the tools that Indeed gives you. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash human hope. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash human hope. Just go to Indeed.com slash human hope and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You know, when you go down a rabbit hole with your health, like something goes wrong, you feel a little weird, you start to Google it. Next thing you know, you're like, well, I got about two days left to live. That is my problem. And that is why I need ZocDoc, <laughs> okay? You've been stewing over like a health problem you have. And like the last resort's like, well, you just text a friend like, hey, do you think I'm dying? I don't know. It's extremely unliking. It's extremely unlikely that you're gonna find quality medical advice in your group chat. That is why you and I both need ZocDoc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette sourcing the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule. That's so big. Just right. All you got to do is go to ZocDoc.com slash human hope and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That is ZocDoc.com slash human hope. ZocDoc.com slash human hope. Yes. Wow. It's so good. I, hopefully all the human hope family is... Uh, on speed dial to a therapist in um, some way, shape, or form at this point. Yes. Because I, I feel like, you know, this is this is crucial. This is vital. Those two questions, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on those for a second. The the yeah. first one, the first one, you know, and and I I mean I, I can just share with you a little bit of a little bit of my journey with that first question, which it's the and the first question being, you know, is there is there something in your life that and I may have said this, I may be quoting the question incorrectly, but in my head it's like is there something that a pattern of behavior right now that is linked to a specific moment in your past that you'd yeah. love to maybe walk through and, and work through? And for me, for the longest time, I didn't know why 
I just didn't feel like an authority, uh, like like my voice was authoritative enough. I always felt like, well, I would always apologize before I said anything. I was just yeah. kind of like, well, listen, like, you don't have to take it from me, uh, but this is just kind of <laughs> what I feel. Yeah. And I don't know, I was just very timid in in my leadership. I didn't feel like a leader. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like anyone should follow me. Like they could listen to me and make up their own mind. And then mm-hmm. one day, like I was in therapy and I'll just never forget the, my therapist asked me like, Hey, so when was, let's think back. When was the point in your journey when yeah. somebody told you that nobody should follow you? And I was, I was thought to myself, no, no one's ever told me that. But then sure enough, two seconds later, bam, the, I, I remember the moment when I was on staff at a church in, I won't even say where, but I was on staff at a church and my supervisor came up to me and literally said this, this is what they said, Carlos, you're, this is funny, Carlos, because I was asking like, if I could get some help, like if I could have a staff around me, like get a couple, maybe a yeah, part-time position so to help me. Carlos, you're, you're not a leader in that Ooh. way. You're a, you're, you're a worship leader. You're really good on stage and you're very entertaining but like, you're more like Kobe Bryant. I'm like Phil Jackson. And so you get on the court, you, you play. And I, and I did this conversation rushed into my mind where I realized, holy cow, that was the moment that I made the decision that I can't lead another human being and that I'm not yeah. to be trusted to direct somebody. I can do it from behind a microphone on stage with a guitar because I'm entertaining. And mm. Kobe, I didn't. Really, that was 15 years of me making completely different decisions than I should have been making because wow. of that. What, like, like, is that what you're talking about? Because yes. I, f- I feel like that that's where what happened to me. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes. And I like you know I don't want to get too deep into it, but like I I try to help my clients separate what is true from what happened and what is true about the interaction. So the moment that someone said you were not a leader, that moment was factual. But mm. the truth you extracted from it was not factual, right? Okay, so the way- so unpack that. Uh, unpack unpack the difference between the fact of the the fact of the of the statement that happened in the moment versus the truth uh-huh. of what 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 it really is. Yeah, absolutely. the The fact is, someone did say that to you. Someone did say ah. that you are not a leader. That doesn't mean the emotions, the the value that you extracted from it is also a fact. Sometimes mm. we think that the value from that we got from the moment is as factual as the moment. Mm. The moment did happen, right? And sometimes people are like, oh, like I, but it happened. And it's like, yes, yeah. it happened, but that doesn't mean what you extracted from it is factual, right? Wow. Because the fact is people are eager to follow you. And I find, this is why I love trauma therapy. I find that the enemy usually finds this like one thing to hammer in (laughs) he's very specific um and like the one thing he hammers in the antithesis of that value is really what your destiny is right Mm. if it's like you don't have a voice it's because something incredible is going to happen if you use that voice if it's you're not a leader it's because you were designed to lead differently than what other people thought leadership was you know and so i love i feel like it's just tried and true with every person when we find this this value that we extract from our pain, which is called a negative core belief, the antithesis of that negative core belief often becomes the underlying like purpose that drives our life. Wow. 
Oh my gosh. I, okay, we're, well, I'm, I'm going to have to have you on this podcast like once a month because the, I, I just feel like we can <laughs> unpack this constantly. This is so good. Okay, so so helping people, you know, so again, I, I just want to circle back to the listener and just yeah. let every listener know that all of these quirks, all of these things, all of these things that you're like, gosh, I just... I wish I could get past that one weird behavior, that that one thing that is, you know, uh, it, it doesn't mean that there's like this huge traumatic moment in your life. It doesn't mean that you're like, yeah. that you're not able to be a strong person if you go to talk to somebody. What I'm hearing yeah. is that really what this is doing is, is helping the person yeah. get past maybe some of these things that are getting in the way of them being their fullest self. Yes, yes. And that speaks to the second question I asked about what's a pattern you want to change but just can't, right? Because yeah. like if if this was just a clear external moral willpower thing, if we had a pattern we wanted to change, we would just change it. Sure. Right? And I think that when we ask that question and people realize that there usually is a pattern they want to change but can't change, there is like an awareness of like a deeper influence of something. Because trauma mm. is not just the big moment that happened to us. Trauma is what that moment created in us that we carry for the rest of our lives unless we do something about it. Gosh! Okay, so again, <laughs> let, let's just let's sit there. Trauma isn't the, necessarily the moment it's what we're carrying from the moment. Yep. That is just so Okay, so so what what about those of us that maybe we encountered trauma and we don't even remember it? Is is that no. something? I mean, is is that even a you know, maybe something happened to to someone mm -hmm. when they before they even have a memory, before, you know, yeah. at is it is there such thing as someone having to deal with with trauma that happened when they were an infant or when they were a toddler yes. that they may not even remember? Is that something that we can carry? Yes, absolutely. It's called pre-verbal trauma, right? Our first language is behavior. Right. You mm. smile at a baby or you make a sad face or you laugh with them. And that's how we communicate. And, you know, things like proximity, how often our needs are responded to, um, the ways that our caregivers respond to us when we're in distress or when we're excited. Those are all things that we um, adopt and absorb even in our childhood. But that just because it's pre-verbal in its origin doesn't mean it's not possible to heal it. Because the hope of the reality of trauma not being the moment is it doesn't matter that the moment's in the past. If the trauma is what I carried, then I can always heal the trauma. I can wow. always deal with it because the trauma is in here. It's in my heart. It's in my body. And so there's an opportunity for resolution because I don't need that moment to be reversed. Wow. Okay. So we're, we're, you're saying in my body, like our bodies literally can carry trauma? Yes. When we, so this is like something I, I pray everyone holds on to. Our okay. social, first of all, we are whole human beings. God didn't create like our mind, our body, our nervous system. It's all of it at once, right? Okay. Mothers didn't push out one part of us, all of us at once. Right. So <laughs> right. our social interactions have genetic and neurological reactions, right? So that's okay. why when you see a friend that you missed, you smile, you feel excited, right? Some dopamine might be released in your body, Right. And then uh -huh, you feel uh -huh. the joy in your body that is tied to the connection you have to that person in their spirit. Right. But that okay. is also true of the inverse. If you're constantly scared, if you're constantly nervous, right, adrenaline, cortisol might pump into your body. And then what our body experiences, our body prepares for most. 
right? Our body loves predictability. So if you're constantly afraid, your body's going to prepare to be constantly afraid. Now, Mm. that's often what happens in people's bodies when we experience trauma and then develop anxiety disorders and and chronic illnesses that are related to this over-excretion of these hormones related to these emotions, right? So emotions are not up here, they're in our bodies. Now, when we don't resolve that, And the Uh principle of this is rooted in epigenetics. When we don't resolve that, we pass on that genetic weakness, that genetic disposition to our offspring, right? But again, what I love about all of this, yeah, we pass it on. Literally, I I don't even know how to like talk about this without getting too nerdy, but- I love, get nerdy, let's go, let's get nerdy. Our experiences are literally, (laughs) are literally um, genetically encoded. Right. Wow. That's why. But we we know that we know that up here. We just don't realize it. So if someone's grandfather struggles with alcoholism and then Uh their father struggles with alcoholism, we might say, oh, that that person may not want to drink because, you know, their daddy struggled with it and their grandpa. Uh That's epigenetics. Right. Oh, we're just saying it in a in a very simple way. Yes. Uh huh. And that's why I love this field. It's really giving language for what we already kind of know in here. Right. And so. um. Yeah, it's encoded into our DNA. You can tell based on someone's DNA if they've experienced sexual abuse, if they've experienced trauma. It is literally encoded into our DNA. It's in our bodies in the same systems that help us experience and metabolize the harm in our bodies are the same systems that help us experience and metabolize healing in our bodies as well. Oh my, oh my gosh. Okay. So, I mean, I, I'm sitting here going like, okay, so, oh my gosh. So hang on. So this is where my mind goes. Say for instance, I see generational anxiety in my family and I see my, my say, you know, my, my mother is anxious about things and I'm anxious about things. And mm-hmm. if I crack that code and if I find healing from that, am mm-hmm. I, am I, am I in an essence in a sense, shutting off, passing generational trauma to my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, because yes. I do the work myself. Yes, a thousand percent. Yes, a thousand are, percent. And not just yes. breaking one thing; you're creating one thing. You're not just oh. breaking generational anxiety; you're creating generational resilience. Oh right? my gosh! Yes, yes, that is so good, Kobe. Tell me about, continue to unpack the fact that we're not just stopping something from happening in future generations, but we're actually creating something. What is that thing that we're creating when we, we put a stop, a kibosh? Wow, we're creating so many things. So we're creating resilience. We're creating a disposition to joy, right? I just read a study the other day that said that like forgiveness is tied to our brain structure. The desire and ability to forgive is also tied to a decrease in anxiety, a decrease in uh, depression, an increase in emotional regulation, an increase in self-esteem. That like all these things that help us connect deeper to other people, to ourselves, all of them are intertwined with each other. So when we break that generational uh, disposition yeah. to depression and break that generational disposition to anxiety, to criticism, to skepticism, we are building the opposite of that. We're building a generational disposition to generosity, to kindness, to servitude, to self-esteem, to gratitude. And um, I feel like it's easy to think, okay, this is going to, affect people two, three, four generations down. But I have seen literally in a year, 
generations change from one client who did trauma work, who was brave enough, because at the core of all healing is courage, who was brave uh-huh. enough to talk to their parent and see them as a person instead of just my mom who hurt me. And then that person spoke to their siblings and then they spoke. And just thinking that it's in our bodies, but it's also in our behaviors. Uh. That when we feel differently, we act differently. And sometimes we have to act differently to feel differently. I saw this somewhere, but uh, essentially the quote said that our appetite doesn't change because we want our diet to change. Our appetite changes based on when we change our diet, right? So we have to put something in regularly and what we put in will change what we seek out. Right. Mm. And for many of us, we've been putting in the same things just because we don't have the resources. We don't even know that we're putting in things that are not helpful. And again, that ties back to why it's so important to go to therapy and just let yourself be cared for by someone. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's my favorite children's vitamin? It is Haya. That's right. H-I-Y-A. Haya are the most incredible children's vitamins that I have been able to find myself. But I want to let you know is that while most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar, and of course, all that sugar is going to contribute to like bad, nasty stuff in your kid's body. Haya Health, they don't use that sugar. No. Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and it's perfect for picky eaters. My kids included, even though they are the youngest is 17 years old, loves this Haya Vitamins. It is non-GMO, it's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else free that you can imagine. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents don't have to worry about every single thing. You got one thing less you can worry about. I love that I get it shipped to my door. I don't have to go out. And I know that we got some good vitamins in the house. So we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash human hope. Everybody now, open up your web browser. Go to HayaHealth.com slash human hope. This deal is not available on the regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash human hope to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. (sighs) Okay, so the listener is listening to this going, okay, man, wow. So this is actually so much bigger than uh, I think a lot of people think, right? I think for the longest time, even me, I thought therapy was like, no, you go to therapy when something bad happens to you. And what, what I'm hearing, it's so much more holistically, you know, you're talking about it being holistic and your mother just didn't birth your brain, right? Like you, yeah. you see birth your <laughs> nervous system and all these things. I mean, I even think to like last yeah. Sunday, 
last Sunday, like I'm on my phone, I'm thinking of the holistic picture of who I am and I'm on Twitter and somebody is like going after me on Twitter. And I'm like, you yeah. know, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm, fe- I feel okay. I'm like, whatever, they're not bugging me. And I like, you know, and kind of going yeah. back and forth with them a little bit. But then I walked into the bathroom <laughs> and I looked at my face and my face was like as red as an apple. And I thought to myself, wait, am I, am I, am I sick? Like, like maybe I like, do I have a cold? And I like even like, like, put, and I was like, why is my face red? And I thought to myself, oh, wait a second. I've yeah. spent the last 20 minutes with such heightened feelings of like, this guy's challenging my worth and he is. Yeah. And I realized, holy cow, like this affected my body. This affected yes. my face. Like, yes. like, and so if, if that interaction on Twitter with another human being is literally affecting my face, how yeah. much more is actually affecting it? Is it affecting my heart and my blood uh-huh. and my, and all of these other things. And so I just want everyone yeah. to understand that, that this stuff is holistic. It's not just your emotions. Yeah. And for many people, they find out that they have an emotional, a spiritual, a a psychological like wound through their bodies, through Mm. their IBS, (laughs) through their struggle sleeping, through their cravings for sugar or their cravings for alcohol. Right. And what you spoke about, what you just demonstrated is that we can't control emotions we control how we respond to emotions. Emotions yes. are automatic reactions to external stimuli. That means that you respond, your body responded based on what your already set value system was, right? Which is you value yourself. So you should get right. angry when someone challenges your worth, right? So your body responded and then you had an option of how you responded to that reaction, right? And mm. helping people understand that nobody has ever stopped being angry by hearing the words, stop being angry. Because <laughs> right. uh, by the time you said stop being angry, the adrenaline's already pumping in my body and I physically can't stop that That's that process of going <laughs> forth. It's already happening, right? And so right. Uh, helping people see that like, sometimes your body is telling you something. We have to listen. Mm. Your, your heart palpitations, your excessive sweating, your blurry vision sometimes, your trouble sleeping, your oversleeping, yeah. your body is telling you, hey, we're struggling, we're hurting, we need attention. Um, yeah. And we should never be afraid to give ourselves that attention. I I just don't want this to get lost. I, I, I really want people to sit on the fact that that our body literally can tell us and remind us yeah. when, when, when our heart needs work, when our, you yeah. know, I talk about it in my, in my book, two books ago, enter wild, how I was yeah. going through a season of massive heart palpitations. I, yes. I like my heart, my heart was just skipping like all day. Like it was so frustrating. Yeah. And I was like, I was like Googling and I was like, try, I was like going to the doctor and they were like going to put me on beta blockers and all of these yep. things to like get my my heart to like, you know, I, I was literally like at my wits end trying to figure out. And I went, <laughs> I went to this man named John Elam who does this inner healing and prayer kind of, he's a therapist slash inner healing prayer guy. And I go yeah. to him and it, it, it had been months and I am in this, I'm in this man's, I do his session. One, I'm, I don't know, 30 minutes in and my heart stopped palpitating. Yep. And, and I'm like, Oh my, oh, holy cow. And it was my journey through therapy that stopped it as opposed to me. I I believe in medicine. Listen, I I, I believe that medicine is important. I believe that obviously all all those things can help our bodies, but we just have to know that a lot of these things that we may be going through are connected to our minds and our hearts. 
Yep. Our bodies don't know how to rationalize pain. It just mm. expresses it. You yeah. Know, we can rationalize like, yeah, that made me upset, but it's not that big of a deal. And I'll talk about it later. We can do that with our brain. We can do that with our mouth. But like our body does not know how to hide pain. Our body does not know how to lie about pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can yeah. lie, but our body's like, girl, we are struggling. <laughs> Help. SOS. <laughs> It is. So, it's so true. It's why it's why I tell Heather, my wife, all the time. I was like, I'm, I'm like, baby, like I, I know you're telling me right now that I am not bothering you. But please tell your face because uh, your face is telling me that I am a bother. She's like, I hate that. I can't tell my face. My face can't lie to you. Right. It's so funny. I, uh, I, I love it. I love it. Your your book. Um, yes. why am I like this? Uh, I love it. Literally that that's, I say that all the time. Like, Oh my gosh, why am I like this? First yes. of all, first of all, tell me, tell me in, in your point of view, where did that, where'd that line in that title come from? Do you say that a lot? Yes. I say that a lot. My <laughs> clients say that a lot. And I just knew if there was a big, a big sentence that said, why am I like this? I'm in front of the book. It would draw the right people. I was like, yeah. the people who know, deep cries out to deep, curious cries out I to know. curious, okay? <laughs> Why am I the way I am? You know, yes. I, uh, I I shout that out all the time. Uh, half the time I'm crying when I say it and half the time I'm laughing when I say it. Yeah. So, tell, tell us, tell, tell us about, about the book. I mean, you know, it says yes. how to break cycles, heal yeah. from trauma and restore your faith. I mean, that, that, that's a pretty big statement right there, right? Yeah. Like, like how can we break, tell us a little bit about the book. Yes. Well, one, the book, I want to jump back to the title really quick because you said you say that sometimes laughing and sometimes crying. And yeah. I, that is kind of why I titled it that. It's like we yeah. say it as a prayer. We say it as a joke. We say it, you know, in jest and we say it in despair. And yet the question is the same. And so mm. um, the book really is about helping people see how their everyday patterns are tied to the past pain they haven't addressed. And so really this is a book that infuses people with courage to take wow. the necessary steps. Really, I took like the first like two or three months of what therapy looks like with okay. me and I like condense it into a literary work um, wow. that has questions and prompts. And um, my practice is a deeply somatic, deeply um, body-based. And so I have body-based practices in there for people to not just read the information, but to take it and embody it in their lives and mm. to help them see that they have trauma if they do have it, um, help yeah. them see what to do with it next. Literally, the first half of the book is understanding your pain. And the second book is healing your wounds it's healing okay. the things that you've experienced and so and then also inviting god into it like i take some evidence-based calming strategies and i marry them with ancient spiritual disciplines i tie them together the way i would with my clients and help them invite god into the present physical experience of despair wow. renee brown says it best that faith is not like you know it's not medicine for our wounds it's a it's a midwife to help us get through the pushing and so wow. uh, the practices are to help people get through the pushing of where healing is going to take them i love i love that so I, I first of all if you're listening to the podcast I need thousands and thousands of you to go order the book right now. Okay, let's 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 get this bad boy to number one on Amazon. Let's just go ahead and do it. We all need it. I'm yes. I'm going to order it myself. But also for for those that because this is what's happening right now. I'll tell you what's happening. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's what's happening to me. What's happening is people are listening to this going like, okay, how can I get on Kobe's um, uh, list? Like, how can I get her to like help me with my, what's her number? How can I sign up to be one of her clients? And so like, oh, you know, people people can hear you and and it, it, I mean, here's the unfortunate situation is you, you, you're a human being that has 24 hours a day. So you've got clients already. You, you have your work, yeah. you have your practice, but everybody... Yeah everybody's wondering how can I find somebody like you to yeah. help me through this? And I, that is one question I get a lot because I live in Nashville, Tennessee, which is, th yeah. there's a lot of great therapists in Nashville. They there's really there's people that are listening to this podcast that are listening from small towns and trying to figure this therapy thing out. Walk them through finding, walk us all through, you know, finding a respectable therapist. Woo, that is a really big question. I will say this, therapists yeah. are more slammed now than they have ever been. You know, I'm talking to okay. people who are 20, 30 years in the game and they're like, I've never seen it like this, which wow. to me is beautiful that people are hungry for healing. And, um, yeah. you know, amen to that. I would say Places like psychology today, I would say also okay. use social media to vet the therapist. Not every hmm. therapist is on social media, but the yeah. ones who are, uh, because it is a, a media platform for them to advertise, the ones who are are kind of sharing what they do, how they do it, what they specialize in, and you uh -huh. kind of get uh -huh. a taste of who they are. Don't yeah. forget um, that you can get free consultations from many therapists. Okay. And I would say it's okay to date therapists. It's okay mm. to say, uh I like you. I don't like you. And this okay. is my rule of thumb for myself and then for yeah. the people I work with. Make sure your therapist is someone that you would want to be your friend, even if they mm. aren't. Wow. And not by external demographics, but sure. just by heart. Yeah. You know, is this someone that That's I good. would feel comfortable laughing with? Is this someone yeah. I would feel comfortable crying in front of? Right. Wow. Um. So, yeah. And I will say my practice in Charlotte here, we are taking some new clients. Um, it's me and my favorite person ever, Maria. We provide services in both English and Spanish. We have intensives as well. And so um, you can visit my website at HealingCircleTherapy.com, rather HealingCircleTherapy.org if okay. you do want to book a session. Hey, run on that, Charlotte, Human Hope fam. I'll get on that now. Yes. That's amazing. Online therapy versus, uh, yeah. versus in-person therapy. Is there a difference? Do you recommend one versus the other? I would say go for online just because it's ex most accessible right now. There's something yep. about being in front of a person though. Like I miss that. Yeah. I miss my therapist yeah. is in a different city, even though she's in the same state. And man, I just yeah. miss like the, the unspoken physical, emotional connection that yeah. comes from just someone looking you in the eyes. I totally yeah. miss that. So I would say if you can find someone in person and you really yeah. enjoy them, run, don't walk, lock them okay. down, put a ring on them <laughs> if you need to. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I would say that there is some really powerful work that can happen online. I've seen that with the clients I work with. And also yeah. for myself and my own therapy, that it can be really powerful regardless of the technology before us. So don't be afraid to see a therapist online. That This is great. And I, w one more question that actually somebody asked me, I had a question box up two yeah. days ago and somebody just said, hey, Carlos, how do I know when it's time to stop therapy? So so th there's, there's a lot of people that I think have been in therapy. I know people that have been in therapy for 10 years, people that have been in therapy yeah. for five years. How does somebody, mm -hmm. it, it, is, is therapy... Is the goal to get you to not go to therapy or is the goal to be to continue to stay in therapy? I think I would say the goal is to get you to not be in therapy, but the goal is never for you to never go back, if that mm, makes sense. That's good. So um, there's something I call it the break. 
Like I tell my clients, it's time for the break because when you start coming to therapy and you have the problem and you have the answer and the answer (laughs) is the resources I've given you and we're really just (laughs) spilling tea and recapping about how you did it, then maybe, you know, maybe you're good. Yeah. You know, I help my clients understand that like you're going to feel a range of emotions. We need the full range of emotions to live a full life. And so the fact that you can get through it by yourself with a sense of sturdiness, because there are times where we need to be out of therapy to build Mm. that self-confidence and to realize we are capable we can do this right but life is unpredictable crisis can happen no one knew 2020 was coming to bop us upside the head the way it did nobody you know and so i would say have um a therapist that you know like when a hard time comes you can go in and i have clients i've been seeing for five years and they'll pop in and just say hey i just want to check in check in with my heart get eyes on the situation yeah. and I'll be like, yep, you're doing it right. You're using all the skills. And then um, they go on about their way and they know that I'm always a present support for whenever they want to come back. Amazing. I, I again, yeah. I, I just, cause I love my pickup truck. It's the same thing. When there's a problem, it goes into the shop for a while, yeah. but I always bring it in for a tune up. You know, even when things are going good, it's like, Oh, I got to change you all. So go yep. see your therapist just like that. I love it. Yeah. So good. Absolutely. Kobet, thank you so much. This was more than I thank thought you. it was going to be. Not that I, I just, I just, I, we've never had a conversation, <laughs> so I didn't know, but thank you for hanging out with the Human of Hope course. Amelia. I mean, this has been really special and I think it's really going to help a whole lot of people. So too. Thank you for having me. Somebody better stand up and give a loud hello Welcome to my life, Kobe, because that was amazing. And this woman needs to be speaking into all of our lives forever and ever. Amen. I mean, gosh, that was so good. I mean, forgiveness being tied to our brain structure, like emotions within our body, they don't rationalize emotion. They just express it. I mean, somebody, this has been so good. Kobe's book, Why Am I Like This, needs to be on your bookshelf and in your lap and in your backpack and your purse, whatever. So please go pick that up. Please, please go follow Kobe on Instagram, all the socials. We will make sure that she is in the show notes that all of her links are there so that you guys can support her as well. And I'm just grateful, Kobe. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for everything you taught us today. Share, please share this conversation with somebody that you know, maybe skeptical about therapy. And may wonder like, what, I mean, is this really good for me? And um, share it with them. Please subscribe, do all the things that you know help the Human Hope Podcast succeed. I'm just grateful that you listen every week. I'm seeing the uptick of listeners on a weekly basis. And I know it's because more and more of you subscribing and more and more of you are following the podcast and doing all the things. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This is one of those things, it helps me. You know, when you listen to the podcast, then it makes advertisers happy. And then advertisers allow me to continue to make more podcasts. And that is what I want to continue to do for you. I think this series is going to wrap up next week with a boom. Like you don't even understand. Like there's a conversation coming next week that I haven't stopped talking about. It's, it's been a daily occurrence. I refer to the conversation that we're going to be having next week. But I can't tell you what it's about yet because, well, it's not next week yet. But you'll find out next week. Hey, let's hit a little Dr. Delight. All right, friends, y'all know what time it is. 
It's time to say see you till next week. What you gonna do when I come for you? This is Carlos Enrique with the Guzman Chibokabayo saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I will see you next week on the road on the Human Hope. No, not the Human Hope Tour. Look, I'm already starting my own podcast tour on the Here For You Tour or in your listening earbuds here on the Human Hope Podcast. Talk to you soon.